0: Not too long ago, I was working on something for a client that was taking me longer than I expected. In general, I tried to end my workday no later than 6 p.m., but since this was a new client, I felt it was important to get the work done and to take my time doing it. My husband comes into my office and asks how long I think I'll be. I tell him I'm not sure, but that I'm trying to wrap up. He says he has an idea and to let him know when I'm done. Now, just to give you a little bit of background, this particular client has let me know she doesn't expect me to work past 5 p.m. Central Standard Time. So in the excitement of starting this new role, I let my husband know that I wouldn't be working past 6 p.m. on most days. I've learned that I need to give myself a buffer because although I manage my time as best as I can, deadlines always seem to creep up on me. So I said, "Okay, go ahead and just add that extra hour in. Coming back to this particular night of working late in this situation, I wrapped up about 7.30 p.m. The sun was already setting, and my husband was frantically trying to squeeze in an outdoor family activity. Let's go for a bike ride, he said. And I agreed, but then I paused, although that sounded nice. Realistically, it was time for dinner, and I didn't feel particularly comfortable hitching our daughter's trailer to the bike past dark. And let's just face it, I was also very tired. I quickly changed my mind, which caused tension. And long story short, we got upset with each other because neither of us felt understood or like our expectations were being met. My husband just wanted to spend time with our daughter and me and expected me to be done working at 6 p.m. I wanted to feel like I wasn't being pressured to finish work or that missing out on a bike ride was all my fault. And I expected him to give me the time I needed to work. Sometimes I have to work late because I spend the day taking care of our daughter and balancing work. So I get frustrated when I feel like I'm not being given the time that I need to do what I have to do. When we talked it out, we both realized that we were lacking communication and found a fair ground in each other's perspectives. Basically, I wasn't being forthcoming or communicative about what I needed so that I could get my work done. And he wasn't being specific about what he wanted so that we could have time for each other as a family. Thank you so much for listening today. My name is Brittany Drake and I'm your podcast host for Mom Homie, where I aim to help other working moms find balance and harmony in it all. Whether they're going into an office, working from home, or stay-at-home moms, we all know that working is just sort of inherent in our titles. And i was looking for a place where we can all sort of figure that out together and, you know, not go insane in the meantime, right? (laughs) Getting into the nitty-gritty of today, sometimes it can feel like no matter what I'm doing, I'm falling short somewhere when it comes to my freelancing business, my family, and my friends, Freelancing, as we know, can quickly consume our entire day if we let it because, let's face it, the work is never done. And whether you're working on a project for someone else or you're taking care of your own business needs, that to-do list is just never ending, which is also reflective of just, you know, mom life too, right? Our to-do list is never done. There's always something to do around the house. There's always something to do for our kiddos. So, you know, how do we find... Balancing that. Right. And then the other part of that is often as a freelancer, you have these you know moments of contention because time that's supposed to be spent with family gets interrupted or your social life with friends becomes impacted in a way that you're not seeing them as often. Maybe you're not talking with them as often. And they sort of just feel like you fell off the face of the earth and you're like, no, I'm sorry, I've just been busy. And then the last part of that is, you know, you're wondering when you'll be able to relax long enough to even focus on friends and family, even if you're in the room with them, right? Because I've had plenty of times where I was listening to music with Josh and Savannah, or maybe I'm making dinner or something. And all I can think about is, oh my God, I have to get this done for work. How do we find balance in all of that? Clearly, I've been here many times and it does get better when you find a rhythm and create a routine. And although not everything is predictable, having those moments to look forward to is motivating enough so that you set boundaries with yourself and that you are giving your energy to the people that matter the most. So what are some ways that we as freelancing moms can ask for support so we're not setting up false expectations or setting ourselves up for failure? That's what we're going to explore today. But first, let's jump into our affirmation, which is I'm a good communicator and a better listener. The reason why we're going with this affirmation today is because communication is an exercise, right? It's not something that we get right every single time or that's the most effective every single time. But we keep at it because you do see results from the continued Practice of communication. And same goes for physical exercise, right? We're not going to see the results of weight loss right away or tone or whatever it is you're trying to do when you're exercising. But if you keep at it, you'll start to see the results and you'll start to see that, hey, this sort of practice and exercise does lead to something better. So Yes, I am a good communicator and a better listener. Okay, so our first stop today on ways that we can ask for support is to first ask your significant other what it's like being with the freelancer and listen closely. They'll tell you what they need, which in turn will support what you need. And an example of that is, you know, say that um, they say, well, you know, you get to bed late on most nights and you realize you're getting to bed late on most nights because you're taking on maybe too much housework between working. And then from there, you can talk about chores and household duties and, you know, what you need to offload on some nights, like making dinner, for example. That is a way of getting to what you need in order to feel supported and what you need so that they're seeing you come to bed earlier. And that's just one example The second thing is to plan family activities, both big and small. And if you want to also include in that, plan time for yourself when you want to be alone. When you plan these things, you're telling your partner, okay, this is what I need. And it's clear, you know, what is going to happen at that specific time, right? So. Yeah, any sort of family activities, any alone time you want to have, whether it's, you know, 20 minutes you want to be alone, you need an hour alone. Go ahead and plan that into the day so that you and, again, your partner or your friends have an expectation of what's supposed to happen and no one is feeling let down. Third on the list is to share your schedule with each other. This is something that sounds so obvious, but me and Josh weren't very good about this. And we just started doing it this past week. And although it's not perfect because sometimes the schedule's tentative, me having that visual of, okay, this is what his day looks like. And him having a visual of what my day looks like makes it easy for us to say, okay, you have to take care of Savannah at this time. Or you have to hang on to her at this time. Or I'm going to need you to, you know, give her a lunch day or whatever it is. And... Again, like even if it's tentative, it's better to have some idea than to not know it all and then suddenly be hit with, you know, having to figure it all out by yourself. That again includes um, having your family activities in there, like whether you're going to go for a walk or a bike ride or have a movie night and even running errands. So that way, again, like Everyone's just on the same page. As a freelancer, I think that there's a lot of unknown that happens, especially, again, when you're balancing projects for your clients, if you've got several clients, and also just balancing your own administrative work. So ask your partner for patience while you figure out that balance and communicate when you don't know, actually. I find that you get a little bit better response when you say, I don't know. And when you genuinely don't know, when when it's a like a smart aleck, like I don't know, then that can cause some, you know, issues and I, I'm guilty of that. <laughs> but if you honestly don't know and you say, Hey, I, I really don't know, I'm trying for the you know, to you know, for this to only be a couple of hours, but I, I don't know if it's gonna take me a little longer, then that's received a lot better than just not saying anything at all. The sixth thing is to exchange work stories, you know, and you're like, maybe your partner didn't realize this, but they're now your office buddy, right? (laughs) And your kids are your office buddies and your pets are your office buddies. And sometimes your kids and your pets can't respond to you, but they're going to (laughs) listen. So, you know, with that said, Feel free to exchange work stories and let them know how excited you are about something new or how something's challenging you and maybe you're having to do a little bit more research or how, you know, something isn't so great and, you know, maybe they'll have some insight to help you get through whatever it is that's happening and vice versa. And then the last and seventh thing I have here is to check in periodically and share your wins like increased or positive metrics and other things that you're proud of. I know for me, with a lot of my clients, they challenge me to be better just because and you know not, not saying hey Britt be better but they're they're literally you know asking me to do things where I'm like hey you know what this is gonna require a little bit more nurturing a little bit more research and I think that's where the fun lies and all of this is that someone is trusting you to give it your best effort and what I like is you know diving in and just having my mind blown about various things. So the, one of the examples I have is, um, I have a client who has a prison reform project that she works on and I'm currently doing emails for her. And so we did a series of six emails asking for donations and that went okay. It could have been, um, a little bit better response. In terms of actual donations, we had, uh, you know, good enough clicks and people opening the email, but in terms of actual conversion to donations, it could have been a little bit better. So I said, you know what, let me do some research just to find out what most people don't know about prison reform, right? So in my research, I found this comparison of prisons in Norway versus prisons here in the United States and the sort of reform programs they have. And when I tell you my mind was blown, I was like, wow, you know, like I, it just was so much fun. And like, I read this whole like 20 page study that this girl in uh, North, I believe is North Carolina that she published. And it was a qualitative study and it just, it had a lot of ideas and things that I just never thought of when it came to prison reform. So yeah, like You know, I talked to my husband about that and he was also excited. And, you know, it just, again, like created that sort of, um, I don't know what word I'm looking for. I was going to say camaraderie, but it it creates that, that sort of, um, connection and excitement of like, Hey, this is what I'm working on. Here's why I'm super excited about it. And this is what I learned. And, you know, maybe you'll learn something too. So yeah, just, Make sure you share your wins and that you're including your family and your friends and the things that make you proud about what you do, because chances are they're going to be proud of you, too. So some takeaways from today's podcast episode is that you have to constantly work on communication as a freelancer because it's easy to get wrapped up in doing it all by yourself and feeling like you're alone in it all. However, even if you're a solopreneur or you're a freelancer who generally works alone on the things that you deliver, it doesn't mean that the career success has to be made alone, right? And oftentimes when you look at these people who are succeeding in their careers, they're not doing it alone. They typically have a very supportive significant other or friend or parent or somebody who is cheering them on and who is, you know, giving them some advice or tutelage along the way, or who is just like in the mud with them as they're like trying to figure it out. So, You know, just understand that even though you're a freelancer who may be doing this alone or a solopreneur, you do not have to feel like your career success is happening alone. Another takeaway is to ask for support and let family and friends know exactly what they can do to support you. That, again, hits, you know, communication and just saying, hey, I need you to do this. I have a friend who writes um, blogs and they're usually in the social justice arena. And what he does is he'll text me the article and he says, hey, I need you to read this and I need you to like it. And I'm like, okay great. So I open it. I read it. I like it. And I don't have to wonder how can I support him. He told me exactly what he needs me to do. So I do it. And this one might be a little bit tougher to swallow, but learn from those moments of contention instead of being defensive because usually it does boil down to your family and friends wanting your undivided attention because guess what? They like you, right? (laughs) So yeah, try not to get defensive. Listen to what they're saying and then turn around and say, so what you're saying is that you want to spend more time with me. And they're gonna be like, yes. <laughs> and so then you say, okay, well, let's figure out how to spend more time together, right? And I'm sure you would like that too. So, you know, don't don't get defensive and to the mindset of, oh, I'm right because, you know, because that's not gonna help you, and that's not gonna help them. That's just gonna create more tension between the two of you. So let me know what are some other ways that you want your loved ones to support you and how would you ask them to do that? You can DM me at copywritingbird on Instagram to let me know. And if you haven't already, go ahead and leave me a review to let me know how I'm doing or what you'd want to hear more of and look for episodes to come out every other week. Thank you so much for listening today and have a wonderful day.